which means that we we are up and running coach Gordon good morning yeah good morning how are you coach Cass Oh my goodness. I am doing so well. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to spend the morning with you and all of our runners. We have, we have Sue here who's listening in, having a rest day, having coffee. Sue, Gordon and I, Coach Gordon and I were just talking about how coffee makes everything better. Um, Absolutely. Can't argue with that. That is the same experience for you over there. Coach Gordon, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. It's a beautiful morning here in New York. It's cold, a little mm-hmm. bit colder than it has been, um, but it's fine. It's clear. It's not as windy as it's been. And it's April. I love April. April, April flowers, the daffodils are blooming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really, really nice. We have a huge magnolia tree in our front yard that is oh, that's on great. the verge of blossoming. Um, mm-hmm. There are these beautiful pink buds that are just ready to burst and it's springtime yeah it must be cool for you to experience the seasons in your new home coach Cass because you've been there less than a year so every season is the new season in your new home right it sure is this this time last year we were just scoping out this place and talking about Mm. whether or not moving to Terrytown was something that we really wanted to do and Wow. We did. It's been the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. So So, runners, welcome Christine and welcome 7161 telephone number. We're so happy to have you with us this morning. We have, we have so much to talk about today, Coach Gordon. I know we better get started. So runners, as you are joining us, first of all, welcome. As always, we'd like to kick off with our friendly reminder that we do have some rules of the road and those rules are here to keep you safe. And simply we would ask, we do ask that you keep your phones tucked away, no texting and running. We like to avoid accidents and, you know, these pesky phones that we use for everything um, are best best situated when they are in our pockets, in our backpacks, wherever we can keep them tucked away while running. Yeah. So go ahead. And um, I, I've definitely had the cracked screen that resulted from, you know, doing something with my phone. I do. I don't usually, I don't think I've ever texted and run at the same time, although I wouldn't put it past me, but, you know, trying to, I don't know, you know, check something on the run and run at the same time. And then whoops, next thing you know, you're, you're face planting and your phone has a big crack in it. So yeah, it's just not, not, not a cool thing to do. We don't want that to happen to any of you Mm -hmm. today. So we'll keep those phones tucked away for today's six to 10 miles. Um, It's the, those, those miles are starting to ramp up and that that's for folks who are on our 10 week plan for our runners who raced the NYC, the virtual NYC half recently. You're my, we are still focusing on your recovery. So your mileage will not quite be at, um, at those distances just yet. Uh, we execute patients in that recovery, which we know that we've talked about at length mm-hmm. and, um, we know that you will honor the recovery process. Yep. Patience um, and process, mm-hmm. right? It's so, sure. so important. So six to 10 miles are awaiting 
each of us, many of us out on the road today, depending on which plan you are assigned to. And um, the effort that we will be running these miles, as always, particularly at the beginning of our, our training cycles, we will be maintaining a comfortable RPE four to five. So four that to five, <laughs> four to five. I love it. That is so, so, so important. I'm just reiterating it <laughs> because I, I think four to five is, uh, it's kind of like the sweet spot. It really um, is. And it's definitely where, where we all should be today. So mm-hmm. conversational, you know, if you feel like you're going too fast or especially early on, slow down. It's okay. Um, it's good. It's good. In fact, um, you'll have a nice, steady, uh, strong run throughout and, uh, and a good finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we, as runners, we, of course, think about pace and pace matters to, to many of us out there. Um, but the long run can really be the opportunity to just free yourself of pace thoughts, um, really hone in on that, that effort-based running and let those miles just feel good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting with pace. You know, I think the reason we focus on it perhaps more than we should is because it's kind of easy, you know, like you go for a run recorded on Strava or Garmin or whatever, and immediately you can check your pace. It just is what it is, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't give you the information you really need, which is how do I feel? How Mm -hmm. did I feel? You know, I, maybe that's my $64,000 or my million dollar idea, like to invent a Strava that tells you your RPE, you know, like you record your run and it's like, okay, my time was this, my pace was this, and my RPE was this. That hasn't been invented yet, has it? I don't think so. No, no, I'm going to work on that. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you, you only, you know, your RPE really, we, we don't know it. We don't know you guys, your are each of you as individuals, you know, we, we talk about it, you know, we, we try to practice it ourselves. Um, we know a lot of you do practice it, but honestly, you know, we, we don't know even, even ourselves, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I come back from a run and I was like, did I really stay at four to five RPE? Oh yeah. There was that moment when I was running down the hill and I went wee really, really fast. And I'm sure I was over four to five RPE, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't know for sure. Anyway, that was it's, just my little ramble about RPE. Well, I, I, I could ramble about RPE all morning long. All morning. <laughs> and I think that that's part of what, part of the beauty of it is that it, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not always a clear cut, um, precise measure. Like right. this is precisely four, this is precisely five. So it does mm-hmm. give us something to think about as we run, you know, we can yeah. see if we are precisely running a, a 10 minute mile, um, but it takes more, um, introspection to, to find where mm-hmm. that RPE four is or where that introspection, RPE is. that's good introspection and honesty. You know, I, I feel like you can, uh, you have to be honest with yourself about what your RPE is, you know, it's mm-hmm. your heart rate. It's, it's so many different things and you develop it over time, but yeah, being introspective and honest with yourself, I think are, are good tools for, um, you know, getting a sense of, of your RPE on every single run. 
And, you know, it might be too early to get too deep, but that could apply to so much outside of just the run too, you know, like we learn as runners to be introspective and to, to be honest. And, um, there's so much that we can apply from the run to areas outside the run. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's not too deep. I think that's good. Everything's good. good. So runners this, this week, you have been running hills. You have been running tempos. Uh, You may still be feeling some of those repeats or your steady state Mm -hmm. tempo in your legs. Um, Maybe you had, maybe your week was full of other complications that you might be feeling in your legs. Maybe your week was full of excitement and joy that might be sort of fueling you in a different way out there today, whatever it is that you're, that you've experienced throughout the week, just give yourself a quick moment to reflect on the week behind you. Did you work more than usual, less than usual, how your life and workouts played into the week that's now behind you? Just kind of check in with yourselves for a moment and square away how you're feeling. We wanted to send some some love directly out there to Tanya and Shannon, who have um, recently popped into the Runners Not Running channel. Tanya, Shannon, we are sending you love and we we know that um, you are going to honor this recovery process. And um, as well to Casper, who's back with us, he had... Um, he had yeah, a he had he had an interesting injury, didn't he, Coach Cass? He did. Yeah. He did. He got some fancy shoes, marshmallow um, shoes. I think it was he called yeah, them. He called them marshmallow, the ones that look like marshmallow boats. Yeah, I believe he said. Um, but running in them, but his test run resulted in a pulled calf muscle. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to hear that, Casper. But it sounds like you you trusted the process and exercised patience and. Um, and you're back. That's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Sorry that happened. Yeah. Things, things can happen, you know, with, with injuries, um, you know, and it's, it's, they're frustrating for sure. But um, I just try to remind myself, you know, that they, they happen for a reason usually. So there's usually a learning from them um, and that, you know, they, they teach, they come with lessons of patience and perseverance and, uh, following the process, you know, respecting and trusting the process. Um, and sometimes you actually can get stronger during your, your, um, recovery period. You know, maybe if you're, you're doing some strengthening of muscles that may have contributed to the injury, um, or sometimes just resting. Sometimes I, I can speak from my own experience at, at times that I've been injured, I realized as I recover that I actually needed a break um, and that might've contributed to the injury. So they are frustrating, no doubt about it, but um, there, there can be a lot of, there can be an upside to injuries. There, yeah. So there absolutely can be, and we're hoping that, um, you know, that in time, hopefully not too much time, we can all be out of that channel and back into, back into running. And um, so for runners, I think most of you probably know that Coach Mel and I do a lot of fangirling over Coach Gordon. (laughs) There are so many, so many ways that we just look up to Coach Gordon, that we, um, 
you know, we, we're always, we're always talking about our love for coach Gordon. And one of the special coach Gordon, um, specialties, I guess, is her monthly Facebook and Instagram posts that highlight the sunsets over the Hudson from the month that has now passed. So recently coach Gordon posted her, her, her sunsets over the Hudson post. And I just have to say that it is the absolute best, the absolute best. So coach Gordon, (laughs) I wanted to just let you know that I'm blushing. I'm glad you guys can't see me because I'm blushing. (laughs) And it goes without saying that the fandom is 100% mutual. I am a huge fan of you and of coach Mill collectively and individually. Oh my gosh. President of the fan clubs of both of you. So so yay, yay, yay. we're going to be talking a little bit about routine today and this these posts of yours have been a routine of yours for quite some time yeah I think and, like a couple of years now yeah it seems like it's been a couple of years mm-hmm. I, do you know when this started and if there is any particular significance that these posts have to you I would love for us to hear about that a bit Yeah, I'm really lucky to live maybe like a quarter of a mile from the Hudson River um, here on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Really, really lucky. I've lived here since um, the late 80s and uh, this particular apartment building since the mid 90s. So I love, love, love my neighborhood. And I I just feel very fortunate to live here. And, um, you know, in the smartphone era, you know, once I finally realized, oh, I have this phone that takes amazing photos. Um, When I would go for a walk down to the river, I would snap a photo. And that was kind of all I did for a while. And then um, I started posting them occasionally on Facebook. Um, And then when I got on Instagram, um, I posted them there, um, just one at a time, you know, and always just when there was like a particularly spectacular one, Um, And then I started, I don't remember the exact month and year, I'd have to go back and look, you know, it was like, well, let's collect these and just kind of post them at the end of the month. And for me, it just sort of became a way to kind of round out the month, um, share a little beauty with, with my friends, um, and, and reflect personally, and, you know, with, with others, you know, what, what the month has brought. Um, and they were very meaningful for me last year during the pandemic and, and certainly into this year as well, because um, I took a walk almost every day, you know, during the pandemic, um, not always at sunset, but when I did, I always would go down to the, the river and take a, take a photo. Um, and yeah, it, it became kind of a ritual. Um, and I realized at one point I was getting a little obsessive about it. So I kind of backed off. It's like, it's okay. If you don't take a sunset photo every single day, it's all right. This should be fun and pleasurable, um, and enjoyable and, you know, not something that you're obsessing over and feeling like I can't miss a day. I can't miss a day. I can't miss a day. Um, but I get a lot of love from my little communities from from doing it so yeah that's that's what it means that's what it means to me it's a ritual it's a routine um again I try not to obsess over it and uh you know I try not to say you know even at this point it's like I definitely don't do it every day and sometimes the photos don't come out great because I'm not the world's greatest photographer so at the end of the month I post you know usually half a dozen at least sometimes sometimes more 
And uh, yeah, then they, they, I think they tie a lot to sort of running in the sense that they're not always spectacular, but they're always, they always mean something to me. And running is, is that way to me as well. You know, let's, let's be real. Is every single run that we do spectacular? No, (laughs) sometimes they're just kind of ordinary. Yeah. They always have meaning and beauty Mm -hmm. um, and I can always take something from them. Mm-hmm. So, and a big shout out, we had a really, really beautiful sunset photo from Pramod um, that he posted this past week. That was gorgeous. So yeah. I'll post some of them on Slack. That's one place I haven't posted any of them, but I can, be wonderful. I can do I that for sure. To see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I definitely take your sunset posts as a time to also reflect um, mm-hmm. and just, um, use use that time to think about the month behind and just take a look at 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 the beauty and to mm-hmm. to to really just slow down and and have have that moment to think um yeah, that's it exactly yeah, you, when i'm taking that photo i'm not doing anything else mm-hmm. i'm not multitasking mm-hmm. um, i've just mm-hmm. taken a photo Mm-hmm. So it forces me to slow down. We were just talking about how, um, you know, there's, we live, a lot of us live in New York city. We have, we have landmarks all around us that people travel from all over the world to come to see. And oftentimes as New Yorkers, um, we'll pass by these, these places. Oh, yeah. because they're, they, they, they're a part of our background, right? They're part mm-hmm. of what we see daily, um, mm-hmm. or not daily, regularly. Um, and it can be, it can be easy to, and I certainly do this to, to pass by, um, you know, architecture or. Oh gosh. Um, yes. The Chrysler building, eh, you know, <laughs> Just the Chrysler building, I guess. High Bridge in the Bronx, and, you know, Brooklyn yeah. Bridge, whatever. It's almost like a like a New Yorker's badge of honor. Like when you pass a famous person, you know, you're not supposed to gawk. You know, you're not supposed to like <laughs> stand there with your jaw dropping. You know, it's like oh, you're just supposed to, you know, kind of walk on by and you know pretend. Oh, yeah, you know, I see famous people every day. No big deal. So, <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> that it's so true. It's so true. And that's somehow that's one thing that that like a sunset, no matter how cool of a New Yorker you are, a beautiful sunset will will stop you in your tracks and totally you stop and and just appreciate the beauty of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just I love that you have that ritual and that routine um that yeah, it's and it does totally tie back to running you know it's 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 like like I said you know not every not every sunset is gonna like blow your mind and not every run is gonna blow your mind but overall they they do blow your mind you know running blows my mind and and sunsets blow my mind you know the fact that the sun sets every single day just like blows my mind the fact that I can go out and run and just have something like running in my life you know when I really stop and think about it just absolutely blows my mind I'm so grateful you know don't you feel that way 
Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. It blows my mind that we get to be in the ears of our runners as they're out there running. I know. We're yeah. About 20 minutes into this run together today. I think it's a good time for <gasps> us to pop in for a quick head to toe, head to toe, head to toe. Coach Gordon, do you, would you like to do the first head to toe? Would you like I me will the do the first head to toe coach Cass and you'll, right. you'll do, we'll do an, a second one later in okay. the hour. Okay. So what we, what we encourage you guys to do, and you can, you can do this on your own as well, um, is as you're running, you don't need to stop. Um, just from head to toe, go through all of your body parts and just check in. And for the most part, your body's working. Absolutely. Your body's working, but you, you kind of want to feel relaxed at the same time. You kind of want to feel one, well, oneness with the effort rather than that you're fighting the effort in any way or feeling tense about the effort in any way. So that starts with the top of your head. You want your head to be relaxed. So think about your scalp and then your forehead. Have you ever seen pictures of runners where their foreheads are all scrunched up, you know, especially during races? It's like, what is that about? Mm-hmm. I've seen that in myself, you know, like race photos. My forehead is all wrinkled, you know, like I'm concentrating. I, I am concentrating, but you don't need to wrinkle your forehead to, to concentrate. So just relax it. Relax your eyes, your cheeks, your mouth. You actually want sort of, I've heard it called fish face, you know, like your mouth is a little bit open, doesn't have to be gaping open, shouldn't be gaping open, but it's actually very relaxed. It can look sort of embarrassing sometimes if you see photos of yourself in running in slow motion, like your lips are actually like going up and down, (laughs) but that's good. That means that you're relaxed. It just looks a little weird in slow motion, but relax your mouth, relax your ears. Relax your chin, your neck, relax your shoulders. It's very easy for, especially as your effort builds, for your shoulders to hunch up. Just try to relax them. And then relax through your midsection, your chest. Your arms are working. They're definitely pumping. They're not just along for the ride, but they're not tense. If you feel like tension in your, in your arms, just try to relax them a bit. Okay, your midsection, your abdomen is tense, not tense. It's, it's engaged. You're engaged. You're holding it. Yeah. You're holding it in your hips. Very relaxed. Your thighs, your quadriceps and hamstrings. Those muscles are working. They're working together. Okay. They're not fighting your knees. They're working. They're bending. You're lifting your knees. It's okay if you have a little bit of a shuffle stride. A lot of people do. It's their natural gait. But you want to make sure you're you're lifting your knees a little bit. Okay. Calves, your ankles. These muscles are all working hard. These muscles, you know, thank them afterwards. Thank them when you get home. Thank those muscles in your lower body for doing a great job to get you, carry you along in this run. And then your feet and your toes. So head to toe body check. You guys did a great job. Yay team. Beautiful work. 
so you know we've we've kind of been talking about rituals and routines here that in yeah. itself, that head-to-toe body check there is a really really powerful ritual to to incorporate into your running routines um if if you had us any of your coaches running by your side that would absolutely be something that we would you know, remind you as, as we work into a run to, to just stay in touch, stay Mm -hmm. in touch with how we're feeling and keep, keep that body relaxed again, particularly Mm -hmm. on this long run and that, that RPE four to five effort level. Um, so that amazing. Whenever I do it, I always find something that is not as relaxed as it could be. Yeah, I know. It's a a fun exercise to do because you think, yeah, I'm relaxed. But then when you actually do the head to toe. It's like, whoops, my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so coach Gordon last week, well, I'll tell you all that for several weeks, coach Mel and I had been trying to save space in our runcast to talk about habit stacking, to talk about yeah. habit versus motivation and how the two intertwine. Um, we had we had runners who were asking us um, to speak more on the subject. And then, you know, we, there's, we always have so much more planned within a call than we end up being able to. Oh, cover. I know. Somehow, somehow this this topic, which is so important and so meaningful to to us and I, I think to all of us, Um, just kept, um, we kept finding that there wasn't time to really talk about it last week. We did get to start squeezing it in, but we didn't get to speak at, at the length that we hoped we would be able to, to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like you were going to talk about habit formation and habit stacking. Yeah. That's so cool. And, um, this is, this is definitely a big coach Mel, um, specialty, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking about and working on the behavioral side of, of, of running and routines and health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the piece that we, that really resonated with us that we didn't really get a chance to, um, dive into was last month, there was an opinion piece in the times, um, written by Lindsay Krause, and right. Yes. I saw that she, she, the piece was titled why I stopped running during the pandemic and how I started again, waiting mm-hmm. to feel better. Wasn't working. I had to act. Um, and when this piece was published, um, my, my, um, my phone was blowing up because mm-hmm. everybody was sharing this. We were all just feeling that there were pieces of this article that were kind of written particularly for us. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, And the, the pandemic we know has just been, has been unlike any other chapter of, Mm -hmm. of our lives in general, but of our running lives as well. Um, And Lindsay talked at length about how, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, this was, she took it as an opportunity to slow down and Mm -hmm. to lift the pressure and to lift the, 
you know, to, to almost go into a bit of a recovery mode. Yeah. Um, while yeah. The pandemic was, was surging, but what she yep. realized was that, um, this was turning into habit for her. Yeah. So this was becoming a habit to sit on her couch and scroll social media mm-hmm. and to keep scrolling. And the, the scrolling that at the beginning felt really good um, mm-hmm. was kind of turning into a lifestyle for her. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it had reached a point where she just realized that it was making her feel horrible. And so, yeah, um, it took a while, but yeah, she did. She did come to that realization. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know who Lindsay Krauss is, she's, she's a, a veteran journalist with the New York times, um, probably best known for um, publishing or, or uh, producing a piece in 2019 with Mary Kane um, that, that blew open the story of, of, um, Mary's unfortunate, um, abuse, uh, as a young, as a teenage athlete with, uh, with Nike and Alberto Salazar. And then Lindsay has also written about, um, or given a platform to athletes, female athletes, um, who were being discriminated against during their pregnancies, um, you know, not having contracts that supported them financially while they were pregnant and unable to compete. We're talking about professional athletes, high level athletes who run for a living and, you know, obviously want to have families just like many of us and we're being financially penalized for that. So she's a very, very accomplished journalist and also a very, very accomplished runner. She herself has run a 253 marathon. So she is no slouch um, and, you know, has trained um, voraciously in the past. So for her to go from that level to not running at all was, was significant. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was, that was, that was revealing to me, you know, it's like, wow, that's how the pandemic affected her. And then this is what she kind of had to go through to get back into running. Mm -hmm. I, I know that we have, we do have some new runners joining us this session who have taken some time off of running. And yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that like, really there's, there's no right or wrong way to go through the pandemic because we've never, and we have to, we have to Mm -hmm. learn by doing and coming back after taking that time off is, can be scary and can be daunting. And yeah, we are creatures who like to compare ourselves to others or to compare mm-hmm. ourselves to previous versions of ourselves. Yes, um, exactly. That can be one of the, um, you know, one of the, one of the scary aspects of coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and I thought that was really interesting about, about this article as well is that she accepted that she went through this um, response to the pandemic that, you know, she went from running, you know, I don't know, 80, hundred miles a week to zero miles a week and, and kind of had to go through that um, to recover, to kind of reset, to um, process the pandemic emotionally. But as you said, coach Cass at a certain point, she realized it had become a lifestyle that she was not happy with. So she had to figure out, how to get back, maybe not necessarily to where she, the level that she had been in terms of her running accomplishments, but get back into um, running on, on a more regular basis and, and having runner be part of her lifestyle, running be part of her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
the there were there were some bits that just like really jumped out at me it's as though these words were highlighted somehow already for me as I was reading this and Mm -hmm. at at one point in the article it just said mood follows action what a simple what a simple statement Mm -hmm. mood follows action um and when it comes to you know um building routines and and building creating habits um sometimes it's it's you know it's it's that that what follows the the action itself that we kind of have to hold on to to get those routines going I think um we always always feel better I think after after a run um I'm seeing that Melissa uh it's yeah. just responding to that mood follows action is uh, those that really simple three word sentence um, mm-hmm. really resonated with coach Cass and I think with a lot of people who who read this uh, this mm-hmm. essay and just kind of thinking about that and um, how that applies to to um, getting back into running but it applies to to many many things mm-hmm. um yeah, as and and you know, thinking about the the different types of fatigue that that mm-hmm. we have all felt within the pandemic, that we feel even within a, a non pandemic training cycle, right? Yeah. fatigue is part of fatigue is part of any kind of training. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. I mean, who are we kidding? It's part of life. Absolutely. Um, but the article outlined two different types of fatigue. Um, and how, you know, we can look at fatigue when your mind and body are tired and there's another sort of system that tricks you into feeling tired because you're in a rut. Um, and that rut can be Mm -hmm. self-perpetuating. And, and so just, you know, like we're still here at the beginning of this training cycle. We have, we have runners who are with us on the heels of their NYC virtual, virtual half, um, yeah. that fatigue might be, you know, very well might be still in, in their bodies and, um, and being processed out on the yeah. road through the, through the recovery. Um, but I think that, I think that just holding on to, holding on to that simple mood follows action. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of, of like, just take the first step. You know, it's, and it reminds me, there used to be a column, I, I'm not sure if it still exists, in Runner's World um, called the, the Penguin or the Penguin Chronicles or something. Mm-hmm. And sort of the tagline was, um, the miracle isn't that I finished, the miracle is that I had the courage to start. Mm-hmm. And it, it sort of brought it back to, to me when I saw this mood fall as action. You know, it's just like, take that first step. Mm-hmm. You know, those days where you don't feel like going for a run, but you kind of think, oh, you know, I'll feel better afterwards. It's like, well, just, just get out the door, you know, run five minutes. And if you really still feel fatigued, like physical fatigue, then, then go back, go home. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. That means that your body actually needs a day off and that you're listening to your body. Um, but sometimes often you find that it's like you were saying, coach cast two types of fatigue, you were feeling mental fatigue and a run was probably just what you needed. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what Lindsay 
was going through um, after she had her, her rest period um, in the, the earlier stages of the pandemic. Um, she kind of just needed to stand up and take, mm-hmm. take a, take, you know, put her running shoes on and take those first steps. We have spring blossoming around us. We have vaccines and immunization blossoming around us. We have this new light that's just kind of here with us at this yeah. at this point in in everything that we've been through. So it it's kind of an exciting moment to to just connect and analyze and and just maybe even take a step back and look at our routines and look at, look at, at, at where we are in, at this stage in, in the journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course we always love hearing from runners too. So if there's, if there's any, any newness that you're feeling or any way that, that our team here can support you in building um, your those rituals, I think that we 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 can most easily incorporate um, new aspects into routines when we when we make those small changes. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't yeah we, share it share uh, it with us share your feelings with us in you know in this chat if you'd like if you're not running you know don't don't uh, don't text while running as we said share it in Slack. Um, it's it's a really good conversation to have to continue to have. And remember, there's no right or wrong. You know, there's no like perfect way to do this. Um, and it's always a combination of, you know, listening to your body because you know you. And again, you know, sometimes maybe what you're feeling is actual real physical fatigue. Like you've run too many days in a row or done too many hard workouts and you do need to take a day off or even a few days off um, or slow your pace or shorten your runs. Um, but maybe sometimes um, it's, it's rather mental fatigue. Um, and a, a nice run is, is kind of what you need. Mm-hmm. So you do you. So Coach Gordon is already 938. I know. I know. You want to um, do a little conversational effort check? Coach you know Mel, I Coach do. Cass. I just called you Coach Mel. Hi, Hi Coach Cass. Hi, hey, Coach Gordon. <laughs> Coach Mel is with us. You know that she's with us. And that, I think that's what was going through my head. She's, she's always with us in spirit. She is. She's in Iowa right now, folks, for mm-hmm. anyone who may be wondering where Coach Mel is today. She's in Iowa, the great yeah. Midwest. Um, so today's conversational effort check comes to us from our very own Sonia. Sonia Rodriguez wrote, and this was actually from her introduction, and we thought that this would be um, just a perfect, a perfect quote to use for today's conversational effort check. So Here's how it works. If you are new to the conversational effort checks, I'm going to read this quote to you. And your job is out on the run, regardless of where you are, maybe there are strangers running around you. Maybe it feels like an awkward place to be kind of saying something like this out loud. You're going to do it anyways, because why not? Why not? And what we want you to be tuning into is whether or not speaking these sentences out loud feels comfortable to you. So if when repeating this quote, you feel like you are out of breath or that the effort was just too much to maintain, then that's your clue, your cue to just pull back a bit on the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so without further ado, runners, repeat after me. 
And again, this comes from Sonia. Running brings me peace. It brings me strength. And time and time again, it brings me so much joy. The running community is an amazing bunch. Yes, it is. I am hoping it will bring structure and motivation at a time when there is so little. I'm going to read that one more time. That was awesome. Thank you, this. Coach Cass. Yeah, it's really great. Here we go. One more time. Running brings me peace. It brings me strength. And time and time again, it brings me so much joy. The running community is an amazing bunch. I am hoping it will bring structure and motivation at a time when there is so little. So runners, that, again, we want that to feel comfortable for you to, for you to repeat those sentences out loud. Um, the last time Love Gordon it. and I had a conversational effort check, we um, sang the cottage cheese song together. And <laughs> that was memorable. That was memorable. Um, Thank you, Wangsness family. <laughs> they, they, they're upstairs right now. Um, uh, that's a missed opportunity. Well, I could have had my parents come down <laughs> and sing the cottage cheese song to you. Um, <laughs> Maybe we can get them. Uh, well, be sure to thank them. Be sure to thank them because we, we need to acknowledge, you know, the, I, I guess it's probably not copyrighted, but we just need to acknowledge where, yeah. where these wonderful things. And, and thank you, Sonia, for, for this conversational effort check. Awesome. You know, and what Sonia said so awesome. about the, just the running community being an amazing bunch. I mean, right? I yes. agree with that more. And we did want to talk about um, some really, some really key members of the, just the running community at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person who um, we wanted to, we wanted to just, take a moment to, to highlight an honor today was, is Dick Hoyt. Um, for those of you who may not be familiar with who Dick Hoyt is, was, um, Dick Hoyt was, he passed away. Um, he passed away very Just recently. recently. Yeah. And, um, he is known for, his contributions, not just to the running community, but to the advocacy world and to um, particularly to giving voice and strength to people with disabilities. Um, His his son, Rick, was born with very severe cerebral palsy. Um, So the the severity of his um, CP had left Rick um, paralyzed and wheelchair bound his whole life. And Rick, um, Rick was as, as a young child was nonverbal. He had to really work with um, just incredibly, um, incredibly tuned in people to, to, to find ways to express his voice. Rick Mm -hmm. for, Cerebral palsy is one of these things where cognitively folks with CP um, have 
have just as much cognitive strength as anyone, right. Coach Gordon or myself. Um, but the 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 tragedy they can't of, speak. yeah of mm-hmm. CP is that the body does not function in the ways that so many of our bodies function to be able to utilize verbal language in the way that we use verbal language. Um, and, and, you know, physically in the way that we're all able to be running right now. So mm-hmm. as a young child, um, Rick was, Rick's family rallied around him to provide him with everything that he needed to be able to, to live alongside his mainstream peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an incredible story. Yeah. And so um, Dick, who recently passed away, was the father of all fathers you know he did everything that um that he could to elevate rick's life to to give him um to give him the opportunities that we all hope to have in life Mm -hmm. and there was um a point early on in there in in rick's life where he went to a basketball game with one of his gym teachers and there was a um um a poster that um well coach gordon could mm-hmm. I, how would so what we have here runners is i have a children's book um it's called Rick's, rick's story the story of yeah. rick and um for those of you who don't know my when i'm not in my coaching shoes and in my running shoes my full-time profession is i work as a speech and language pathologist in the mm-hmm. um in new york city schools for quite some time for many many years i worked with um an elementary school population in Brooklyn. And this is a book that um, I thought was mostly applicable to my, my early learners, my little, my little guys in the elementary school. It is a children's book, but it, it has since been a story that I've carried with me to work with high schoolers. And I love reading yeah. books even with I it. love this because I've never heard of this book and I'm, I'm excited to read it now, Coach Cast. It's really cool. So- yeah. This um, and did did you mention that Dick pushed Rick in a wheelchair in almost every Boston Marathon from 1980 to 2014? That's which right, is amazing. So that's probably what you might have seen if you even if you haven't heard the names Dick Dick Hoyt and Rick Hoyt, you may have seen a photo or an image or something from the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon. They also did Ironman triathlons. And thousands, literally thousands of, of other road races. So um, in particular, cool. in, in those um, triathlons that they ran together, you know, a triathlon, we, we swim, we bike and we run. And so Dick, for the swim in the triathlons, he would pull um, Rick in a raft behind him. Um, the strength, Amazing. The, the physical strength to do yeah. something like that. Um, and then for the for the bike, he would push Rick in. Uh, you know, there was a, a a seat attached to the front of his bike, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that. and then he would yep. push him again um, throughout the run. And um, wow. yep, he he died at eighty years old, and yeah. was um, it was just it was a hard loss. Um, yeah. And also just kind of like the sunsets, a moment to just really reflect on on the the power of of a yeah a, a single person and the power of a single story 
Um, Shall I read this quote, Coach Cass, it's from uh, the Boston Marathon race director, um, Dave McGillivray. I think this was part of the obituary Mm -hmm. of um, of Dick. Mm -hmm. Here it goes. Dick was one of the very first to participate in the Boston Marathon for a greater purpose, not just for himself. He was one of the first to introduce this into our industry and pave the way for thousands to believe in themselves and participate by giving back. He helped crumble the walls of intimidation. I mean, if that doesn't like give you chills, um, I don't know what, what would. So that, yeah, running for a greater purpose, um, which I think we can, we can all find and all feel in our, in our own ways um, through, through our running, you know, maybe not necessarily through running marathons, um, but just, you know, what, what is our purpose? Why are we doing this? Um, you know, we're doing it for ourselves, for sure. You know, that's, that's important to improve our health, to make health rather, to make connections. Um, but what is, what is our greater purpose? So that, that, um, that is really meaningful. And did you want me also to read the part of the quote from this book that you mentioned, Coach Cass? I would love that. I would love that. I think we, I think we have time. We're getting close to the end, but I think, I think we're good. So go ahead and read that. And then I'm going to pop right on the, the heels of your quote to finish up the next page. Okay, great. That sounds good. So this is from, uh, Rick's book. I was at, and Rick is the son. Uh, I was at a basketball game with my gym teacher when I saw something that changed my life forever. It was a poster that read, run for Doogie, use your legs to help his, show your favorite midfielder your love, fundraiser, uh, mile road race on Saturday. Five mile road race. Five mile road race on Saturday. Okay. Doogie was a member of the lacrosse team who became paralyzed while playing the game. I knew what he felt like and I wanted to help. I couldn't wait to get home and ask dad to run the race with me. Dad said, okay, but he wasn't a runner. We sure surprised everyone when we crossed the finish line. It was a great feeling. Dad was pushing me in my wheelchair and my arms were flying in the air as a sign of our victory. Dad said that I had the biggest smile on my face that anyone had ever seen. I told him, when I'm running, I feel like I'm not even disabled. After that first race, Dad and I were hooked on running. This was something we enjoyed doing together. We began running all the time and competing in local road races. When we first started, people used to stare at us. In fact, there were people who thought we shouldn't be running at all. We kept going and soon people realized we were out there to compete and have fun just like them. We ran many shorter distance races and then we decided we wanted to try the big one, the Boston Marathon. The first year we applied, the people in charge of the race did not want us. It was because they didn't know what to do with us. We were different and we didn't fit in. We never gave up. We have now run the Boston Marathon 27 times. It's my favorite race. Dad and I also compete in triathlons. This type of race combines swimming, biking, and running. Dad pulls pumps and pushes me along using special equipment, which allows me to be with him. He swims with me lying in a raft attached to him by straps, pumps our bicycles that that has a front seat attachment, and pushes me in a special running chair. Every step of the way has been an adventure. Dad and I have competed in triathlons all over the world. Um, And this 
this I wish that I could read this whole book to you <laughs> to you all because every every part of this I think is just yeah. so powerful but what what I you know I think that as runners we we really do find new ways to connect mm -hmm. uh, we find we find ourselves in a community that embraces us um, and we find ourselves in in situation after situation where we kind of amaze ourselves with what we are able to do with the strength that we're able to 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 find within you know yeah. run, running maybe people maybe we have runners who ran their first hill workout um of the nature that they ran this weekend or this, this week behind us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be, you know, it can be little things like running that final repeat stronger than it seems like we should be able to, um, or something, something that may have felt like such a small step to take, like Rick and Dick running that, that first five mile race together. Yeah. Um, and coming to see that what they, what they did spread this, spread this empowerment throughout the world for folks. Exactly. With yeah. It may, yeah, it may have seemed small to them, but it was, look at the ripple effect that it's had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's sad to think back that there was a time when uh, people uh, with disabilities didn't participate in road races. You know, we, we almost take it for granted now, but it, it was kind of a radical thing to do back mm -hmm. in the 80s, back in 1980. Um, it wasn't done. So they, they showed a lot of courage and pioneering spirit. Um, and, you know, I just feel like man, you know, like I love running so much. I love the way it makes me feel and to not be able to, to do that because I have a disability or because of the color of my skin or because of my gender or my sexual orientation, like that's crazy. You mm -hmm. know, I want everyone to, to be able to experience running. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's so important for all of us to remember that, you know, and, and to look around, are, are there people that we are still excluding from the experience of running um, and what can we do about that because that's what Dick and, and Rick did you know among many other things it's like yeah they were inspiring but it's like wow you know we we need to be inspired by more than oh you know their perseverance we need to be inspired by okay let's look around and make sure that we're including everyone in, in the sport we love mm -hmm. absolutely it um there's there really is um, so much to take. Yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, don't, don't take it for granted that everyone feels welcome um, because, you know, maybe, maybe there are people that, that want to run, you know, people with different body types, people, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I could go on and on and, and, you know, we, I think we are an inclusive sport, you know, and I really do. I think we've made a, a ton of progress, but um, it's always a good idea to just, keep questioning, you know, keep, keep saying, are there other groups? Are there other people that we're excluding without meaning to, you know, I, I think, you know, back in the eighties, people weren't thinking, oh, I don't want people with disabilities to be in the sport. Nobody would, would think that, but it's like, well, how can we facilitate that? How can we make that possible? Yep. So this, I mean, this is absolutely a conversation that, um, has to be ongoing that it's, mm -hmm. 
you know, in order to, in order to continue striving to a more inclusive and equitable experience for all, um, it, it just, it has to be ongoing Mm -hmm. throughout the year, throughout the years, um, runners who are here running with us, you know, as we're, as we're out there kind of almost wrapping up our run together today, this can be just a little, look at this. This can be Time a little flies, Coach know, Cass. It so it just quickly. Goes by so fast. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Let this be a little seed that we continue to to nurture. Um, and yeah, if, for sure. You know, for for especially you know folks who are here with us on the call, if there's anything that your coaches can do to ensure that this, the, this community, um, you know, if we're missing anything, let us know. Um, yeah. in, it's a good point. Yeah. We are, we are here for you guys mm-hmm. we really are. We just want everyone to, you know, get as much out of running as they, as they can to learn as much as they can to, enjoy it as much as they can to get through the, the rough spots, you know, including injuries, you know, when you're injured, you don't stop being a runner. You, know, right. you don't go around saying, Oh, I'm not a runner anymore. Of course you are. Of it's course just, you are. You, you got to follow might, the process. You might, um, you know, not buy marshmallow boat shoes in the future. You might be a runner who does not, um, <laughs> who, who resists the temptation for, for you know marshmallow boat shoes sorry casper i just loved that the what you that was a good description yeah it made me want to like see them (laughs) yeah you'd get a picture of those um but no in all seriousness um we we just we we want to make sure that we're all doing what what we can to to ensure that you know, just like running is a forward, a forward moving, um, motion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we want to continue to keep, keep everything progressing forward in a meaningful way. Um, and so connecting to that greater purpose on the run, whatever it is, um, connecting yeah. to a, an equitable experience for all, um, we want to keep all of that moving forward. As we're moving forward right now at 58 minutes into our time together this morning, um, this is a great opportunity to have one final little RPE and form check. So runners, as we're sort of wrapping up, you know, at the very beginning of this call, we encouraged you to find that comfortable RPE four, that comfortable RPE four to five. Um, here at the end of this, of our time together, we hope that you're still feeling comfortable. And we know for folks who are maybe coming, coming back after a race or coming back after some time off from, from the winter or from the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we know that it's not always easy. So, um, you know, wherever you are in your, in your fitness journey, um, we want to honor, honor that. And know that, 100%. Mm-hmm, know that these little RPE checks are, are here for you. So take a moment, go ahead, relax that forehead. Think about all the road that you have covered today. Look at where you started and look at where you are now. Go ahead and relax your jaw. 
Relax the back of your neck. Relax your shoulders. Think about the exciting road that awaits you next week as well. It's going to continue on from where you are right now. Relax your, relax your arms. Allow your hips to be, um, you know, to be, if, if you had headlights on your hips, those headlights would be pointing forward, highlighting the road ahead of you. Your center of gravity is falling directly below your body. You have done an important thing today, my friends. You have worked, you have worked for yourselves. You have worked for whatever greater purpose has brought you out here. You have connected with your community, even if we're all in different locations, we are all working through this together. And we are so proud of the work that you have done. And we are so, so, so privileged to be here with you. And we can't wait to continue this conversation with you in the weeks ahead. And it's amazing, amazing job, everyone. Congratulations. It's been so great to spend this hour with you, hasn't it, Coach Cast? Been the best. It's yeah. always the best. So we will recover well after today and we will see you all soon. And lots of see love. See you soon, everyone. We Bye. love you. Love you. Bye. Recover well.